Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I am James, not alone this week, Matsumanta Magno. And I am Michael, Santa's little helper, Ravette. Oh, is it because you downloaded the Santa Tracker app for $1.99 from the eShop this week? <laughs> no, no. It's because I'm, I'm going around with Christmas cheer, buying Christmas gifts for everyone. That's why. Ah, yes. It is that beautiful gift-giving time where we spend all of our hard work, money, and energy to <laughs> shower our loved ones with beautiful gifts, specifically from Nintendo. Let's just be honest about it. It's a, it's a, it's a holiday miracle, really, at the end of the day. When people, <laughs> when people open up a gift that they're really not expecting, that's the kind of the best feeling is they just they open it like, I did not. What? Who are you? And then just get, they kind of get mad at you almost. You know, that's the best feeling. Kind of like if we were to hand out the new handheld that Soldier Boy's put out, I think people nobody would be expecting it. Well, you know, it goes it pairs really re- nice with my Soldier Watch, so I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. Uh, we'll definitely put that into the show notes for everyone if you want to get the Soldier. What is it called? Soldier game. Soldier game. Soldier yeah. game. Soldier game. Soldier council. Do you see the council? Dude, that's pretty good. Soldier boy, be te- he be telling them though. You yeah. he be telling them. Um, all right. Um, well, we're back. So there's two of us. Look at look at that. What do you think? I'm loving it. It feels good to be back. You know, we had our our solo missions, and now we're back together again, as it should be, as it feels right. Yes, we we decided that you know we needed for some solo gameplay. Now we're. Um, back uh, we enabled online we we resubbed up for the month uh to nintendo online so we can now play online again yeah yeah yeah. co-op mode has commenced (laughs) commenced well you know some other big games came out this uh week that we figured we just talk about even though i don't believe either of us purchased them not Uh, not some big game a the i would i dare say the only game that matters to people that is correct. And um, the Santa Tracker app came out. That is correct. So it is <laughs> it is out. One ninety nine. No, no. Uh, so Smash Brothers Ultimate, I had mentioned uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate came out last week. We've now had a week of Smash Bros. out. It's been out, Michael. So how are you enjoying it? I didn't get it. <laughs> are we the worst nintendo podcast ever (laughs) we are the worst you know what it's a tough time of year for this kind of stuff right because like you said a couple weeks back you you want these things you really do but a lot of times in, in my case i mean games are an easy thing for people to buy for me so if i'm buying all the games i already want it just kind of removes a gift for this time of year so i i kind of i don't i don't buy anything for myself once we get this close to the the end of the year and so i'm holding off now i i would have to imagine you're kind of in the same boat it's not that we don't want it that's not the case it's just it's a tough time of year to buy your own stuff yeah i will say that i've won i want this game even more after watching video reviews reading reviews and seeing the immense 20 plus hour single player that they have with this game mm. that they didn't talk about at all, really. They just showed that video at the end of the last direct. Uh, so we were curious about this and this huge single player is there. And apparently the first about 10 hours is really involved. Then there's about five or six hours of grinding. And then this amazing finale, like they just say that the last hour or two are the most like amazing bits and pieces of of just even playing and owning smash bros but i'm in the exact same boat i make a commitment to my loved ones that i will stop buying video games 
or anything really. I just stop. Well, I will stop buying things around Thanksgiving time frame because yeah. guess what? That's when they may perhaps buy things. So I'm in the same boat. I can't buy anything at this point. So yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? I'm happy to see that it's out. I'm happy that people are loving it. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind that it was going to be a huge success, that it was going to be an amazing game. Um, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite of you to be completely honest, where I was, I was very excited and little by little, my excitement has kind of gone away for it. And I think it's, I'm just burnt out because in a, in a, our position, we have to kind of keep our finger on everything and check the pulse of everything. And so all of these directs and all of the communication about it and all the articles about it and all the, like the things that kept coming out about it, it just kind of, I, I didn't get the hype that everybody else has been feeling so much. I mean, I, I'm part of a couple of Facebook groups and they're counting down the hours, literally three hours to go guys. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I can't wait till this is out so I can stop hearing about it. Like it just kind of wore on for me and I am still going to get it. I'm going to love it. I know I will, but I'm just, it got to a point where it's like, Oof, I, I feel like it had already been out for a long time just because we heard about it in such detail. Um, so I am excited to see that there is some stuff that maybe wasn't like given away. So I, I, I'm, I'm still excited. I just, I think I got worn out and I'm, I'm happy that I don't have it and, and I can wait a little bit and maybe let that kind of die down a little bit. So it's exciting again for me. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see how, how it went for our listeners. If you bought it and you're playing it and you now stopped listening to our podcast, cause you can't believe that we didn't buy it already. <laughs> uh, give us a, give us an email, go over to a uh, uh, Nintendo dispatch.com and let us know. So um, yeah, but yeah enough, enough of smash bros. Let's get into some news, Michael. I'm ready. So Warframe, it was a free to play. You can definitely make in-game purchases, but it came out a couple weeks back and on the switch anyway, and it has now hit 1 million players. Now, I, I am definitely one of those 1 million players. I don't know about you, but it has now hit it. And it's, I think it was less than a month that it was able to do this. Now, this game came out in 2013 for the PC, and it's been kind of seeing constant improvements as it goes. But just recently, it was ported to the Switch with the amazing voodoo artists over at Panic Button making these things look the way they do. I don't know how they do it. I said that a couple of weeks ago that I was just just amazed with how well it's running on the switch um but yeah overall this game now has i think 38 million registered players but considering that the switch i think uh september they said the switch now has 22.86 million units out there so there's a lot of room for this to still grow it could almost double almost double the numbers for the people playing warframe i think that's pretty amazing i'm sure they're ecstatic about it i know they tweeted about how they are so happy they hit that number um did you did you jump on this did you play it at all so i have it i haven't booted it up yet because when i downloaded it i was out of the country and i just oh. hadn't popped in but i've been playing some other games that i got on some of the holiday sales so i'll talk about that uh, but i will say i am impressed you know we remember uh, Fortnite came out and had like two point some odd million in the first 24 hours. So I'm mm. intrigued to see how will this game grow, how Arena of Valor will grow and how will Fortnite grow. And I think it's a nice it's just kind of nice to know that we have these free to play games that I didn't really think were going to ever come to a Nintendo console or, or or be as large as they are. So I think it's a really cool, cool sign. 
Yeah. And one thing I will say, if you, if you do jump into Warframe, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to it and it can get a little overwhelming. Um, one thing that I didn't like, it initially just throws you in with a squad. So right off the bat, you're playing with four people. And it was like, I, I don't, I just want to enjoy the game by myself, which is kind of the opposite of probably how the majority plays it. But there is a way to play solo as well. So it's just something I ended up having to look up because I was like, I just don't want to be in a group every single time I do something. But it, it looks amazing. You're going to be, you're just going to be blown away. I'm excited. Now, another thing that's kind of blowing people away and maybe not good for everybody, but Dragalia Lost is just continuing its rise. It's crushing it. Uh, I think in a latest data from Sensor Tower, it has grossed 50 million in players spending across the App Store and Google Play in its first 70 days. Now, 60% of that is tied to iOS, which is kind of interesting. In contrast, Fire Emblem Heroes made 75.8 million in the same amount of time. Now, what we're starting to see, though, is that Dragalia Lost is maybe killing off Fire Emblem Heroes because for the first time ever, they're starting to see a significant slump in the player spending. It's starting to show that their numbers have gone down. They've reached only about 66% of what their average is for November. So it's, it is starting to drop. People are not really kind of, you know, into it as much. And I think Dragalia Lost is is doing a lot where they're coming out with new content, new events. And from what I can read, and I don't have a loyalty to Fire Emblem. It never was a thing for me. I never really cared about those characters. So I gravitate towards Dragalia Lost more because it's newer and I just like the art style. I like what that's doing more. But if you're a huge fan in Fire Emblem, I could see where that was sort of your thing. But from what I've been reading, a lot of people are kind of upset with the most recent updates. The banners and, and the characters that you can roll for are not as good or they're just kind of weird uh, copies of people. So I think it seems like maybe there's a little bit of laziness happening on the developer side where they're just kind of churning out stuff but not really putting any care into it. Whereas Dragalia Lost is definitely... You know, almost every time I turn on, there's a little email in there, a little notice about what they're doing, what they're fixing, what they think of people, what they want to have people give them feedback. And then if anything happens wrong, they're like, oh, and here's extra in-game currency because we screwed up. And it's just like, oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even know you did screw up. So that's cool that you're giving me free stuff. So yeah, it's it seems like their numbers are slumping. They did gross... 465 million worldwide though across app store and google play so it's not like fire emblem heroes wasn't a huge success they're just starting to see their numbers dwindle a little bit yeah it's a game coming up on two years you know it's i yeah sure i forget that it's two years old at this point almost two years old at this point this is really great i mean i still don't think it makes a significant uh, amount of money over like what the council is making but it's still a great number to head. I wonder what the run rate is. I wonder like what the profit is of that mo of that money. I'd be really oh, intrigued. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to see if that ever comes out in a in a uh, in a press release or in a in one of their open investor calls or whatever. But talking about mobile, uh, besides just Fire Emblem and Dragalia Lost, there's of course a little uh, known game called Pokemon Go. I don't know if you've heard of it. Hmm new it's new it's hot it's all the all the kids are playing it <laughs> it's the hotness. that's the hotness right now it's trending on twitter and facebook and, and insta snap who's and uh, no so pokemon go you know is from niantic slash the pokemon company slash nintendo all these things together and um an intriguing part here is that niantic if, if i don't know if you'd ever have you ever played ingress their original game that they did the location-based game i 
I tried it briefly. Very, very briefly. Mm-hmm. People were really into it. It has a very similar concepts of Pokemon Go, except for without Pokemon. But it was location-based. And, and recently, they relaunched that game and called it Ingress Prime. Um, so this is the you know a rework of the original. And originally, they were saying that they were hoping that a lot of these new features could come to Pokemon Go. Uh, one of the things that they did is they have this new system that allows player to roll roll back to the original level and gain unique benefits. Mm-hmm. So as the game has progressed, right, sometimes you get really far, but you miss out on some of the things that were, you know, happening to newer players now. So you could actually roll back. Uh, however, um, who knows if we'll get those. One thing that we're probably not getting is a raise in level cap. Um, some of the developers over from Ingress or from Niantic were interviewed. Um, this is, came out from a German article. Um, and they said uh, that they currently have no plans to adjust or raise the current level cap beyond 40, um, despite the fact that, you know, more and more players every single day are reaching this milestone. And to be honest with you, I mean, they're going to do it at some point. They're going to have more Pokemon at some point. They're going to keep going because they need people to keep playing the game. So at this point, it makes sense that they're going to not announce anything or just say they're not going to do it. But um, I don't know. Are you level 40? I'm like 23, 24. I don't know. It seems very hard to get level up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm nowhere near. Well, it's not it's not a concern for me. I don't think I'll ever see level 40. I mean, the cap could have been level 30 and it seems almost as uh, difficult to reach. So, I I mean, I think that having a prestige system, I mean, I've played games that have that where, you know, you get to the 60 or you get to the 80 and then you can select to start over essentially but now you do it with a perk. Mm. You know, I think something like that is interesting. Level 40 does seem low in comparison to other games that I've seen prestige in, you know, like call of duty does it all the time. You get to 60 and then you get essentially a new little badge. So people that are playing you say, Oh man, this guy's, you know, actually level whatever 120 or Mm. something like that. Um, so, I mean, it's an interesting idea, but I would say, and it's always been the case for me playing games that do have prestige. I didn't care about the prestige system unless there was a huge benefit for me starting over from scratch, mm. right? Because you lose all your guns, you lose everything that you would have in that game. And in this one, I would assume you'd, I don't know what you would lose. Maybe all, all your Pokemon. I really don't know what you could lose. So it would have to be your character gets something that nobody else has or only a very special group have for me to be willing to to do that yeah yeah i'd be interested right? i'd be interested i don't know hmm. yeah i wonder what would that what would you lose like would you if, I guess if, all if your you pokemon 40 could, yeah would you would you even want to like if that was the case to get maybe a, a cooler t-shirt for your character do, like what would you get i do love cool t-shirts so i mean cool backpack <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know i i would be i would like to see some uh some some ideas they'll figure they would figure out something right they're like oh you can i don't know, do some raid thing or something or some yeah, you get yeah. some exclusive or maybe you pokemon. get a special pokemon oh there you go see so, yeah exactly yeah you probably you get like a you get mew or something like, here, here's a little look yeah the, the only way you can get it would be if you prestige yeah you start off with a or a shiny some shiny pokemon that you can never get any other yeah way. that could be cool yeah, well, you know, let's talk about other things that are not mobile games because not everyone's playing mobile. Uh, there were the 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 game awards. Did you watch the game awards? Have you ever watched a game awards? Do you know what a game? I've o- never watched the game awards. Do you know what a game awards is? I do. Oh, okay. I, 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 did you watch them this year? I turned it on for a minute. I was like, oh god. 
turn off. <laughs> the only thing I like to look back at is all the cringeworthy stuff on the awards. Like somebody will do a condensed version of all like the it's the same thing with like E3, right? Yeah. They just show all the like the cringy stuff. So that's always fun for there me. There was um I watched a I watched about five minutes of it in the beginning. They had Reggie Fizame, Phil Schiller, and Phil Spencer. So one someone from Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. And they all like opened up and said kind words and got round of applause on stage together, how mm-hmm. they're driving things together. So that was cool. Uh and then, you know, I think the game awards originally was to highlight the music, and then there were just it was always odd and weird and it felt forced, but at the same time, it is cool to celebrate really awesome games and developers making cool stuff. So while I don't ever plan to go back and watch it, besides maybe these cringeworthy things or maybe a you know game awards in five minutes. And, you know, I listened to other few podcasts that were talking about this and they made the point, too, is that it's kind of like uh, it's cool that it's getting better, but I'm also not going to invest four hours of my life into watching this game. Like I could just go play a game for four hours. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Um, But let's roll down some of the winners. Let's go back and forth on these, um, some of the categories. So I'll start up here with the first one, which is games for impact. Uh, I'm assuming this is like an impact on on the good of gaming. I don't know what it is, but uh, it it was a confusing like topic for me. I was thinking it was like left an impact on me as a player. What a weird category. It is a weird category. So the games for impact. Winner is Celeste, our good friends over at Matt Makes Games. Hi, Matt and crew. Uh, congratulations. Celeste, a phenomenal game. What a great game. And it definitely has left an impact on me. <laughs> well, it, it continues then because it also won for best independent game, which I guess makes total sense, right? It definitely makes sense to me. Um, so, yeah, same thing, Celeste. Yeah. Uh, and we're, oh, and by the way, we're just breaking down the games that were on the Switch. Is that correct? Is that what you put here in the outline? Yes. Yes. There's there's a, a bunch of other categories, obviously, but we really wanted to call out the ones that you can play on the Switch. Yes. Best action game. This is a surprise to me, but made a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, is Dead Cells from Motion Twin uh, pulled it out and, and won that category, which is phenomenal. A great game. I was totally blown away by this idea, though, like it with with some of the competition and the, the heavy hitters they had dead cells for me winning best action was kind of a shock. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe totally deserving. Great game. But it definitely did not. I, I didn't think that was going to take yeah. it. Um, kind of the same with the next category. We have best family game. Now, this one, I, I did want to include the actual people that were running up against the winner because they're all like heavy hitters so the winner for best family game was overcooked 2 uh by ghost town games and team 17 but it's huge i mean it's pretty significant win because it was up against mario tennis aces nintendo labo starlink battle for atlas and super mario party so some huge games that it beat out yeah that's impressive maybe it was best way to break up your family game (laughs) yeah exactly and the next one I would agree with here, Int, uh, yeah, best strategy game, almost gave it away. Uh, I, this is surprising. I thought maybe it would go to like Civilization or something like that, but uh, Into the Breach from Subset Games, which mm-hmm. I own this game, is pretty phenomenal, very hard. Maybe it's a uh, best game that you will throw your Switch up against the wall strategy genre. Uh, but yeah, Into the Breach, totally won, which is pretty cool. Which I'm I'm excited by that because it's also on sale this week. So uh, I remember you saying that you really enjoyed it. Now seeing it as a best strategy game, I may have to pick it up. And then best multiplayer game, no surprise here, goes to Fortnite. 
by Epic Games, which uh, they totally deserving of it. Totally deserving. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That was a good one, of course. Uh, um, now, although you did hear about the that we had talked a while ago. I, this is random since we're talking about Fortnite, but I believe that they're finally getting sued over stealing a bunch of rapper dance moves. So that, that's a oh, yeah, really? good. Yeah, be stealing people's moves, <laughs> stealing the moves. Uh, last one here, best debut indie game. Uh, this is a really, really cool category. I like that they're going to call out the not only just best indie games, but um, and, and here I want to I want to put out that on top of this, the the debut indie game. There's a whole bunch of great ones. Uh, Yoku's Island Express mm. was in there. A bunch of other ones. The Messenger picked up the top spot here, which I thought was uh really cool i thought that was cool it was up against moss florence donut country uh, county uh and yeah messenger from sabotage uh, studio which makes me want to go play this game because i've been talking about buying it for a while and then i didn't so um yeah kind of crazy now it's award winning award winning the messenger yeah you know i want to say that you know we didn't pick out the winners and the other ones but lots of good dominees uh best sports mario tennis aces uh got picked inside of there uh best strategy banner saga 3 was also in there I like that the best family, like you said, like that every single game game is it was a Nintendo game, but even best fighting, yeah. right? Uh, Blaze Blue is in there. You can get that on your Switch. Mm-hmm. Best role playing, it's a it's a shame, but Octopath Traveler was on there. Um, best action, uh, there was none in there, unfortunately for the Switch. But tough tough category for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have in here? Best mobile, uh, nothing was on there. I guess Fortnite's on there too. That's funny that it didn't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like, you know, best indie game, you know, the best indie, not the debut, but best indie. You had Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, The Messenger, for the five were for the Switch. Um, really, just really kind of cool to, for, I think maybe for the first time to go through this list and you just see just tons and tons of games that are either exclusive to the Switch or um, just on it as well. Yeah. So, so, so good to congratulations to everyone that won. It's a, it's a huge thing. All right, cool. Let's break it down. There's a few cool game news announcements. So game announcements that I wanted to highlight. Uh, uh, we usually don't talk about a lot of the games that were announced, but I thought two games in- announced for the Switch so important that I needed to bring it up. And the first one is Mortal Kombat 11, which had a debut trailer that came out this week to a super weird hip hop soundtrack. Super weird. Um, super weird. But nonetheless, it is coming to the Nintendo Switch. That is right. Mortal Kombat 11 will be coming out uh, on April 23rd. And there's going to be a community reveal day on January 17th. So this was obviously pre-rendered, crazy, super brutal, ridiculous um, game. But... You can pre-order it and uh, you can get beta access to Shao Kahn. Um, and there is a beta if you pre-order it. However, that beta is not available on the Switch. So, um, but uh, but the game will be. So that was cool. Did you watch this trailer? Oh, yeah, I definitely watched it. I thought it was super odd. Uh, looks the you know, the cinematic looked amazing, but the it had a weird feel to me because of the, the music they chose to put over the fighting. So it just was so weird it didn't match up for what was happening but i was never are, are you a big mortal Kombat fan like is this something that gets you super excited or are you really a big fan of mortal Kombat? i was always personally more of a street fighter so mortal Kombat was just kind of like one of those things that i thought looked really cool could never do a fatality to save my life it was always like you know finish him and then you would go and be like okay up down seven and you tell the buttons and then it's just like 
jab and then that was it i killed a guy with a jab so i could never get yeah. the fatalities but uh i'm excited to see more of the gameplay yeah i i'm, I'm with you i was definitely a street fighter person uh smash bros uh and early on i definitely did play mortal Kombat on my snes uh and on and other systems uh was a big into get over here mm-hmm. and you know things like this it was, it was very iconic playing in the arcade uh but i haven't played a mortal Kombat game in a while i know they kind of went up and down uh in just kind of public perception yeah, i would say yeah. uh and uh so i'll be i'm just kind of glad that it's coming and that's kind of a good a good thing i guess that's why i was on it but yeah i probably won't buy it unless you know unless it has some amazing, amazing yeah yeah, um, so we'll see. I know. I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe you know, maybe get my Sub Zero on again. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what it looks like. Now, something I'm personally pretty excited for is Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three: The Black Order. Um, this is actually going to be an exclusive for Nintendo Switch, and it launches in 2019. The last time we saw an entry in this series was 10 years ago. So. This is an action RPG that you know involves pretty much the entire cast of like Marvel characters. It just looks amazing. It's sort of like an animated, right? Animated style, I would say. Uh, it just looks. It looks like it's going to be a blast. I I think this is going to be a must-have for me. Yeah, uh, I I think it has more of like a cell shaded yeah, type yeah, style to it. And I like uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. The the first ones like, they were ten years ago. I played them. They were very very good games, and you, they're kind of like almost co op. And you can you go around, you pick all your characters, you can swap them in and out. It's like action RPG ish in a way. Um, the beautiful part here is like not as only is it exclusive, but it's coming from Koei Tecmo and Team Ninja, and it's going to be published by Nintendo. So I think this that's even why I even wanted to add this on here because to me. This is like a Nintendo publishing kind of a non-Nintendo game. Mm. Like it seems like a cool Marvel Nintendo collaboration. I want to see more of that, Michael. I'm excited for it. I think it, I, I think it's going to be a hit. Yeah, I, I think I think so. And and I would like to see more of these. They could work heavily on like the Lego collaborations with Marvel collaborations. And Nintendo maybe is now getting a bunch more money. They got you know 485 million dollars sitting around from Fire Emblem. So <laughs> pump that into some games. I say, um, yeah. All right, the last thing before we get to all the games, I wanted to comment and talk a little bit about a accessory I got in the mail this week. Uh, and I tweeted out some photos of how excited I was because my flip grip came in. It was a Kickstarter project. This, uh, this little accessory uh, allows you to take your switch and dock it vertically, uh, So, which is great for playing uh, games such as Zen Pinball, for instance. Uh, and that's, to me, what it was almost made for. It's kind of a Zen Pinball um, player. And Zen Pinball, I tweeted at them, and they actually wrote back and how excited they were. It's tr- intriguing. It's a piece of plastic at its core uh, that costs like 10 or $14. But uh, you, I had to think about it because it was very confusing for a bit. So if you look at the tweet, you have to slide it in. There's one way. And if you look at the back of your switch, there's like this little notch by uh, the power plug. And uh, what they do is they leverage sort of a little notch that sits in there. So when you you it kind of locks in so it's not going to fly out. You could hold it upside down, which I thought was unique. So you slide it in there. It locks in and you can flip it around. And then it has little things on the side so you can dock the 
Joy-Cons optionally, or you can give it a little kickstand. Now, the kickstand that comes with it is not attached. You actually shove like a credit card or the little card that they give you, like the instructional card, and it turns into a stand. So that is a little disappointing. Mm. Uh, I don't understand why they did that, but um, you can you can put your Joy-Cons in there. And then I was like, how are the Joy-Cons working? I got so confused because, because I go, the, the ports aren't there. You know, it's, it's not like it's charging or anything. And I, didn't, I got confused on how it was working. And of course, how it's working is just Bluetooth. Like they just put them there. <laughs> and I was like, I'm such an idiot, right? Like I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, oh, of course, that's how it's working. But to me, that is uh, cool. And also some downsides to it because you're obviously going to be draining your joy cons and there's not really a, a good dock for it. Now the flip side though, is since the, uh, if you have it vertical, you do have your power supply power pl- power input available. So you could plug your switch while it's sitting down with the kickstand um, playing it that way. So to me, this is really nice. I have a bunch of 3D printed stands, but this is nice because I can literally hold it in my hand and play in a vertical mode and not have to always sit it down and and, and have it dock somewhere. So to me, this is going to be the ultimate Zen pinball effects three player. So uh, it's really nice. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, for the for the project. I don't know if you can just go and buy them. Um, let me see. Flip grip. This is what I like to do on the podcast uh, is just google for stuff as we go um it's from fan gamer right so fan gamer has it and and uh you can just add it 12 dollars. oh it's not bad um, you can just yeah it's not bad it is i think i got mine for uh 12 that's how much i got it for <laughs> so uh it's it's uh it's good and you i will say that I they outline how the the kickstand worked in the in the Kickstarter. Of course, I didn't read any of it. I just said, give it to me now. But it's well constructed. I'm I am pleased, Michael. I am pleased. Now, if you weren't a pinball fan, can you see a lot of value? Oh, in this? totally. I think that there's some games that work great with this. So a lot of the arcade arcade archives like Donkey Kong or Punch Out will work great with it. Uh, Ikaruga. Uh, some of the other shmups like Gunbird or Galaga, for instance, from the Namco Museum. Um, and there's a few other ones. So all the pinball games with Striker things. And there's a bunch more. They even outline like all these other SNK games are going to work with it. So, you know, uh, if you're playing any of these games, then buy it. If you're not playing any of those games, then nice. don't buy it because you're not going to have any yeah. use for it. But yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay. Well, that's yeah. cool though. Um, all right. So that gets us to the best sellers. So the top 10, as we always run down and in the number one spot to zero people's surprise is super smash brothers. Ultimate. I have a feeling we're going to see this there for quite a while. Um, followed by Diablo three because it's 33% off right now. Good deal. Yes. I mean, if you're going to get Diablo three and I'm, I've been eyeing it, and I'm like, oh, Christmas, <laughs> but uh, th- I'm, I'm going to end up missing out on this 33% off deal, but that's all right. That's all right. So it's there. Uh, and then third spot is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. And then the fourth spot is Super Mario Odyssey, because that is also 30% off right now. Then we have Skyrim 50% off right now. So some huge deals happening in the sixth spot, 
poor, poor Eevee. Pokemon, let's go Eevee. Man, oh man, Pikachu is just decimating <laughs> poor Eevee right now. In the seventh spot, we have Katamari Damase Reroll, which I played the demo and we'll get to. In the eighth spot is Overcooked 2 for 25% off. Award-winning Overcooked 2, I should add. Mm-hmm. Um, in ninth, we have Super Mario Party. And in 10th, we have Mario Kart Deluxe 8. Now, there was one lone new entry into the top 30. Sega Genesis Classics came in at number 30. Nice. So, yeah, not a bad list. That's that's a pretty good list. And I was of top 10. I was games. even adjusting it before we were recording because I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to move around or whatnot. And 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 even uh, Katamari, I think, moved from ninth to seventh or something like that. So I was kind of constantly moving it around. But oh. uh, yeah, it's cool to see the these games. You know, a Katamari. You know, that's a brand new game. Hit, hits the top top ten spot. I think that's phenomenal. I love it when there's non Nintendo games in the top ten. Uh, just in general, I, not nothing against Nintendo games, but it it shows more tried true that this this system is really crushing it across the board for everyone. And if you haven't played mm-hmm. Katamari Damacy, da na 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 na, you can get a <laughs> demo today. Uh, yeah, so they do have a. Demo. We'll talk about it in a bit. I completely agree with you, though. It shouldn't be all Nintendo games in the top because that is absolutely a good litmus test for the health of this system right if we're seeing other other games in there i think that's absolutely like i'm i'm super excited to see diablo 3 in the number two spot i mean i think that's just yeah huge. super good and i would say i would be a little upset if uh if i just bought it all. <laughs> so just saying yeah, yeah yeah or or buy it after the fact like i'm probably gonna yeah do. but you know i i do want to give some other shout outs that there's been some other really great game sales too you know when you see 90 percent off like vsr the void space racing that's 90 percent off for a dollar dead cells again 20 percent off doom on sale um and uh, nine parchments like you said 70 percent off so if you are bopping around in the eShop, you know always go to that great deals tab it'll suck your money uh away that yeah. is what will happen uh, i've been on the border too like i really wanted to buy wolfenstein 2 because it's still 50 percent off and i look and messengers 30 percent off right now valkyria 4 50 percent. i'm just scrolling down. i want to buy everything michael stop me stop me turn it off turn it off oh my goodness okay um because there's more games that you can buy yes i've already announced there was a sneaky release last week which is 33 percent off michael 33 yeah what? santa tracker out now for the nintendo switch 199 one night now that sale ends on december 28th so you probably want to go gotta get gotta it get that um or you can just download it's a limited time you're going to be using that app that is for yeah, sure it's great well there are a few physical releases at least one i know for sure coming out december 11th which is salt and sanctuary which has come out mobile or digitally already but the drowned tome edition which will have all of the dlc all the stuff in there is coming out 30 dollars physical release which i'm a big fan of when these dlcs get a nice pack and everything in there um it's gonna be 30 bucks has all of the dlc and has really nice um uh, download codes and all this other stuff that you can get there's a man 30 20 page manual in this too i'm um, in a world map and things that you can get for a poster so you get some nice things in there and then one coming out on the 13th uh that i think maybe is a only digital or maybe not only digital or maybe coming out in the store or maybe not coming out in the store. I can't confirm because target says it's $40 
that came out last week. And then GameStop says $40 on December 31st. And then Amazon says December 30th for an unknown price, but it sold out, which is Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures. Uh, not to be confused with Roaster, Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic, which was a terrible Kickstarter that Atari tried to do many moons ago. Uh, this is a port of something i i don't really know it looks to me as if it's a modern day roller coaster tycoon which i am one of the largest roller coaster tycoon fans in the entire world i simply love roller coaster tycoon i think it's one of the best games ever created i think it's phenomenal um i just i Mm -hmm. love it uh one the original the original but this seems to be in ode to the original, it has uh, an adventure mode, which is a spin on the original campaign mode. It has a scenarios and also an open sandbox. And there's over 120 rides. My assumption is that there's no DLC. Uh, so my assumption is that this maybe is sort of some of the mobile-ish game that just has everything built in because DLC for microtransactions on consoles in this type of game would totally not work. But I don't know. I, I know it's at least coming out digitally for $50. And that seems like a lot for a uh, roller coaster tycoon. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, it's and it's weird that they can't decide on the price. So, you know, you go to the official Nintendo site, it definitely says 50. And then these other sites are saying around 40, but there's maybe not a physical. So I, it's it's too much for me, yeah. right? For what, what what I'm getting, uh, I would not pay fifty dollars for this. And I'm always torn on this type of game anyway on the Switch, mm-hmm. on any console, mm-hmm. really. Um, these types of games feel like they need to have a mouse and keyboard. And I'm I'm. It's the same thing with C- Civilization we were talking about, and it was uh, City Skylines. Same thing. I just feel very very torn on these kinds of games on my Switch. So. Uh, $50 is uh, that's a, that's a lot yeah, of money. It's a lot. It's a lot. So we're going to get into the digital downloads. Now we've got December 10th guacamole guacamole. Excuse me. We have guacamole. Someone's, someone's hungry. Someone's hungry. Yeah, I am. I'm just thinking of, I do love guacamole, but I, whatever. So guacamole two $20 on December 12th or 11th. Excuse me. We have desert child. For twelve dollars, uh, this game is really, really interesting. I it's basically a racer where you're trying to get off of uh, Earth before it explodes, and you're trying to get to Mars. And anybody that has money is able to make that that trip with no problem. But of course, you as the uh, young hover bike racer that has no money, you have to do bounties, you have to do races, and you have to do whatever you can basically to scrounge around and get as much money as possible so you can get your butt to Mars before Earth blows up. And I and it, it just looks really cool. It sounds really cool. Um, yeah, this, this one for $12 is, I think, a must-buy. Then we also have Everspace Stellar Edition for $40. Kingdom Two Crowns for $20. Then we're going to go into December 13th. We have Almighty Tree, The Last Dreamer for $20. Battle Princess Madeline for $20. Big Bash Boom for $30. Blue Rider for $9. Dragon Marked for Death unavailable price we looked over and over cannot find the price on this game but there you have it gris 17 dollars, also a beautiful game hunter's legacy perfect edition for seven dollars 
Knights of Pen and Paper 2 Deluxiest Edition for $13. Knights of Pen and Paper 1 was a game I was super interested in, so I'm excited to see the sequel, but I still have to go back and play the original. So, yeah. Uh, Omen Sight Definitive Edition for $19. Oxyjet for $15. Sega Ages Fantasy Star, $8. Followed by Starman for $9. And then on the 14th, we have Lazy Galaxy Rebel Story for eight, Peace Death Complete Edition for five, and Race Arcade for 10. So let's go back. What stood out to you? What do you want to be playing? What do I want to be playing? Well, you did talk a little bit about Desert Child or Dessert Child, as I like to say. Um, Yeah, this game is like a weird hovercraft racing shooter explodey thing i don't know what it is but it looks amazing and the soundtrack just sounds phenomenal uh so i'm super duper into that uh it's 12 dollars. i cannot pass it up i think we we had talked about everspace i swear we you we mentioned it or something at some point didn't we i don't know i i don't i don't think Hmm. so but for anybody that's interested it's it's an action focused single player space shooter that has roguelike elements and a captivating story but it, to me it's just it kind of looked like a flying shooter game like in outer space mm-hmm. right yeah it, it and it's and it's weird the story when they're talking do you get the sense that it's just two ships talking to yeah. each other when you're watching the trailer you never see a person at all you just see like two spaceships chatting. yeah it was a little little weird but also looked really pretty so i don't know that was intriguing because it is a 40 dollar game so i'll be interested to see how it comes there was a few other ones that i really thought were intriguing uh the first one that i think is just worth everyone taking uh, a few moments out of their life to go look at is uh big bash boom which is a cricket game uh and it's a game where every single individual looks super creepy uh it just every like the art style is absolutely terrible and i love it um it's weird. It's like bobbleheads. Yeah, or I don't I don't understand what is uh, happening here, but it's it's there. So that's cool, I guess. Uh, the other ones I was intrigued about this Grizz game, Grize. I couldn't determine if it was a game or just a like follow along adventure or what, but it looked cool i get the feeling it's more it's like an experience okay it's an experience it does look it does look beautiful so i'm into that besides that i was really into two other games okay two other games i'll let then i'll let you talk well one because grizz looked really cool and i said well that looks really neat and the art style looks beautiful so maybe if it's 50 percent off at some point i can pick that up but a game that I'm really contemplating, Michael, is Starman. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't. There's a the trailer's like 40 seconds, and I don't know what it is. Besides, they say it's like a puzzle game that's you know three hours long, which seems perfect for me. I love games that are not long, but the art style, I, I it's I can't even describe it. It's like an isomorphic black and white neon I, I, I don't know it looks cool I, it looks cool and i want to buy it i don't know yeah starman actually it reminded me 
of like a black and white monument valley. Mm. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. It definitely had like a very puzzle, like that similar puzzle style to it. Stylistically, it is it is very interesting looking. I yeah, definitely agree. And the only other one that I couldn't understand what the game was about, which is the Peace Death Complete Edition. Did you watch the trailer for that? No, I didn't watch the trailer it, for it's that. It's uh, it's a game where I think you 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 play Death, you know Death, uh, and mm-hmm. you people you're an employee of a company called Apocalypse Inc. And all you do is you assign people that come to the gates to go to heaven, hell, or purgatory. And that's all you do. I I don't know. I, I don't understand. I'm very confused um, in general. But it looks the trailer is really funny. So it has that going for it. Nice. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, I I like that uh, Desert Child, and I really liked Gris. Yeah. Those were my two games. Gris. It just seems like it's going to be a beautiful experience. It seems very interesting to me. Um, I, I, it's just it's it's just beautiful and it and it's something I want to try out for seventeen dollars. It seems completely worth it. And and I also think it's really interesting. This is, this is a game that's published by Devolver Digital. It seems very unlike them to be putting out a game that's kind of about um, you know a journey through sorrow. I guess is how it's explained. Uh, you're, you're this woman is is kind of working and dealing with her a painful experience in her past. And you're, that's the journey you're on in this game. And it just seems like something that Devolver Digital wouldn't do. You know what I mean? Based on some of their E3 stuff and some of the other games that I've seen from them in the past, it just seems off topic for them. But I, I think that's fantastic. They're, you know, doing something unique. And like I said, for $12, Desert Child's just, I got to try it yeah, out. Yeah, not mad at it. Not mad at it at all. No. So. Well, then that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Yeah, what you playing? What you playing? Well, uh, the first things first, uh, Michael, when you go to NintendoDispatch.com, you can read my full review of Skyforce Anniversary Edition for Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I love it. I wrote a big review. I gave it a five out of five. What? It's the perfect game. Everything about it is perfect. Oh, boy. It's it's absolutely it's perfect. And wow. uh, yeah, I simply think it's it's great. That's all you wrote. <laughs> That's for the review was it's perfect. It's perfect. It is perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of go into the review saying that I love shmups and I love the. Mm-hmm. 1942 1945 type of games and this game just everything about it i couldn't put it down for weeks and um every level had me coming back for more i enjoy it i don't know i can't say like enough good things about it like everything about it is like really fantastical uh so i hope that you go and 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 break that down and give a look at it but it is a a perfect game Uh, everything about it is is perfect um so okay yeah, it's good. Uh, so I've been continuing to play it. Uh, and, you know, I played some other games, though, too. I mentioned on last week's podcast that I bought a few games uh, and that I was also going to try out Color Zen, which is a free game that you can additionally buy some DLC for 99 cents. And it's um, it's kind of like a puzzle-ish game. My, my problem here is that it's like a Unity game that 
is only touch screen. And if you try to use the joysticks, then you get like a mouse thing and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. But uh, the, the I played and downloaded. It has some cool music, has some cool, you know, to it, some colors. It's kind of artsy. Um, it's free. So why not give it a try? But more importantly, I tried two other games um, that I bought. They're on sale. The first one I'll talk about is Child of Light. Um, I believe we Ooh. talked about Yeah, we talked about this, and I think that you really wanted mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. And this game is beautiful. Uh, it's an Ubi art game. And you I forget what the name of the character is, but you play as this uh, princess, basically. And she, she either like passes in the game or falls into like this weird underworld and she's trying to get out of it. But the game is is super unique, uh, very beautiful. It seems to suffer from some slowdown on the at least handheld play. Uh, I need to hook it up to the TV and report on that. Uh, nothing terrible, but it just seems as when there's a lot of art on the screen, it's running at 30 frames per second instead of 60 frames per second. Uh, so the inconsistency throws it makes her kind of move sluggish. But the intriguing part is that the gameplay is turn-based, and it has a very unique turn-based style to it. So uh, you have some helpers. I just got my first helper to help play around with me. I'm a few hours in at this point. But you you have to run into the enemies in the game to go into the turn-based part. And if you are able to get at different angles like from behind you can like get a jump on them but what's unique is that you have a bar and everyone has a speed so you have an action and you can pick your action it's like a bar so the bar is at the bottom and there's little circles indicating your characters and the enemies and they're trying to move forward and once they get to a certain part of the bar they can select an action that will be defense or magic or uh, maybe uh, just a normal attack And that attack takes some time. So it's a balance between balancing your attacks, your defense versus what your enemies are doing. And you also have a helper that will slow down your enemy's progress on that bar. So it's more than just a turn base. It's this balancing of it. And it's very unique, very fun. It adds a different element to it because you can only slow down the element, the enemy so much time with your little helper. Uh, but in general, the game, I think I got for 50% off. I think it was $10 instead of $20. I'm very pleased with it. It's very pretty. It's a very beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, so I hope to play through it more and then give a full review of it. Um, but yeah, it's very nice. Uh, I would say. Nice. Yeah. And then the last one, which is a game that I owned on the Xbox that I didn't get very far into that I've been waiting, waiting, waiting for it to go on sale forever. And it did over, um, uh, Cyber Monday, which is Doom. Uh, now, I know I just said that I wasn't going to buy a bunch of games, but it wasn't technically December yet, so I gave myself a pass. But I picked up Doom uh, from id and uh, our good friends at Panic Button. And this game is, I mean, I loved it on the Xbox. This game on the Switch, a thousand times better. It's way better on the Switch. Really? It plays silky fast, super smooth, playing it handheld, feels way better i haven't even done the motion controls yet but it's amazing it's it's great like i love the the game in the to begin with but i think it's better on the switch wow quote me on that that's saying a lot that's pretty it's good if you want a doom game this game is great and it i mean 
I don't know how they did it, Michael. Just like you're saying with Warframe, I don't know how they did it. It plays so well. It plays so well. It's so good. Yeah, and handheld. I'm in handheld mode, and it's it's flying 30, 60 frames per second. It is butter. Just it it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they did it, Michael. I'm blown away. Yeah, it's pretty. It's very very amazing that they're able to do that. And like I said, like we've been saying actually all along, is it's you know, a testament to what can be done, right? I mean, if we need Panic Button to just make their own game at this point so we can see really what can be done. We want to see them create some content. Yeah. So, well, you've been playing a lot. I've been playing quite a bit as well. A handful of demos in my case. I started with Xenon Valkyrie. Uh, it's a demo, you know, just wanted to try it out. I like to go through every once in a while and see what's what. This one is essentially a roguelike platformer game. Uh, it's, you, you're playing as one of three characters and you kind of start Metroid-esque where you're in a ship. And it actually kind of reminds me of the original Metroid in, in the look of it. Um, you start in your ship and you pick one of three characters and then you sort of work your way down into the depths of, I guess, the moon. I'm not sure where we are. Um, and it's it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're randomly generated levels, so it's never going to be quite the same. But it does mean that there's going to be occasional things that are just generated weird. So you'll see something you're like, well, I don't even know how to get over there. Or there's like, we just it's just weird. The, the, some of the, the levels are odd. Um, they do promise, you know, different endings depending on what you're doing and, and different kinds of secrets. There's some RPG elements built in. It looks, like I said, essentially like the very first Metroid. It's very pixelated, kind of that... 8-bit, 16-bit sort of pixel. Um, Overall, I just found it kind of, it seems like it's too small. I didn't play it on T. I did play it in handheld only, but it just seems like small. Like the the UI is kind of tiny. The character is kind of tiny. So you're never sure if what you're looking at is um, uh, like a life, Mm. you know, or an ammo Mm. or an enemy. It's kind of like, I don't, I'm running at that thing. And then all of a sudden, oh, it moved. It's going to kill me now. So it wasn't really, I, I didn't love it. Maybe if you put in like the, the full-time game, you'd really dedicate to it. But for a demo, I wasn't sold on it. Spent a little time, maybe an hour, and then moved on. Uh, I also played Monopoly. Oh, love, everyone's favorite pastime yeah, game I, that ruins families. Yeah, man. Monopoly. I own it. You know, I own it. Board game gone digital. And you own this one. So I, I only played the demo. You get like 30 minutes oh, no. to play. That's, That's all they get. Not give enough you. time. It's not a lot of time. Um, it looked cool. You know, I like I love any sort of puzzle type game board games, anything like that. And uh, I think it's kind of fun, especially I, I didn't get to experience if there's online for this. Maybe you can speak to it if you own the full and you've done it. But the demo didn't have anything like that. Essentially, the only thing I could do with the demo was it seemed like it was couch co-op and you had to have um like you had to use, uh, I guess, cards, and that was dictating how the game was played. And by then, I was like, "Oh well, all right, I'm I'm not gonna just play it solo. Like I'm I can't just sit here playing this game by myself." So I just moved on. But it looked interesting. It looked cool. I may I may try it out. We'll see. I'll uh, I'll mention a little bit here. I do own this. I bought the retail version. I believe for like fifteen dollars. It was on sale, um, which is a good price for Monopoly. Uh, and yeah, so it has support for Nintendo online cloud saves and online play, uh, up to six players, it says, uh, so you can, you can pop, pop online and, and play it too. And mm. it has a nice cool. couch co-op. Uh, I think you only need one joy con. 
uh, and it, it's totally monopoly. It's super not fun to play against the computer, though. So that is one thing that we found out. Oh, is it like never? It just just decimates yeah, you. Yeah, it's just a, it just is slow because the, it oh, it's just okay. kind of slow and tedious. But it's 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 a good looking monopoly game. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like that you can. Cool. I like that you can kind of save your progress in the game and not have to finish the game. Yeah, back. yeah, that's the best part. That's that's actually kind of nice. That's kind of key, yeah. right? I mean, the game's known for taking kind of a long. Time. Yeah, yeah. So that's like my breakdown of Monopoly. Cool. So another demo was Katamari Damacy re-roll. Da, I did fire na, this up. Na, 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 yep, na, I got na, to hear na, the tune na, again. Na, na, na. Um, How is it? It was weird as always. You know, it's just a weird game. And they do they do mention that I'm playing the demo, so they make kind of funny little references <laughs> to the demo. And, That's cute. And that you know, it's way better if you play the full version. Blah blah blah. Um, I, I I will say that I do not remember the controls being so terrible. Like they are atrocious. I was running around like I don't. This doesn't even make sense how this game handles. I don't know what I was doing wrong. I I was using my my pro controller and I just half the time I was just running sideways. I really had no idea how to turn my character around. I, I, it made no sense to me. Did you not um, play it with the joy cons separate? No, I played with a pro controller. Oh, weird. That's weird that you would choose to do. Because yeah, I mean, I'm, so I'm using, you know, but you should, you whatever. Should. Did, you, did you play the demo at no, all? I haven't. I just downloaded it. I forgot about it. And I, the whole thing that they were really making a big um, stink about was that you can use the Joy-Con motion controls plus with it. Because you can maybe that's part of what he was talking about with how much better it is when you get the retail version. Maybe it's not included in the demo, or maybe it is, and it's like overriding me using the like joysticks to move. And it's just having like mm. I would run, and it, it was ex- like I said, I could not figure out why. Like you know, okay, so you're running. Typically, the left is moving you, whatever, forward and back, right, and then the the right is looking. So you can kind of use the two to kind of move your guy around. It doesn't work like that in this game for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's like doing really strange things. So it just took me like eventually I kind of got it to work, but it it wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent. And it was like I said, I was just running in like I, I knew which way I wanted to go, but my guy was looking and the camera was looking a totally different way. So I just kept running sideways just to to get by. Huh. Um so yeah, I'm I'm gonna try it a couple more times. I'm assuming it'll let me play the demo again because I want to see. Maybe I will put more effort into maybe motion control. Maybe it is geared for that specifically, and and I can see. But ooh, it was it was a rough rough experience. It looks great. It plays really well. Um, just as weird as I always remember it. But the controls were atrocious. Really, really not fun. Hmm. Um, hmm. And then I was playing Fortnite. Seven, season seven started up. Uh, if anybody has not seen the season seven trailer, it is absolutely without a doubt my favorite season. Without it's one doubt. better than last it, season. Oh my goodness! If you, you gotta watch the trailer, it's 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 Did awesome. You, it stards out with like is it, is it is it? Now I'm confused. That's why I want you to help me because there's a season seven. There's also this creator thing. Are they the same thing? Uh, okay. No, like the season. The seasons of essentially the in-game stuff. I think the creator started during season seven, but I it, that's more of like a mode, oh. right? So you have a season, I would say, is sort of a theme. And then within that theme, you have 
game modes. So solo, team play, squad, mm. whatever they call it, duo. Mm. Um, and the creator is a mode within Got the it. game. Like I would I would imagine the creative mode will be in eight, nine, ten. Like it's not bound to season seven. Got it. At least that's my assumption. Um but the way the trailer, the 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 breakdown of the trailer, and I'll, and I'll share this with you later just so you can check it out because I think you'll love it. But it starts off looking very much like um, it's a nutcracker kind of prepping a, a cabin for Christmas. And it looks very much like the classic, like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that sort of clay animation style. And all of a sudden something starts vibrating and the 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 nutcracker comes like running towards something and it's the camera pans out and you realize it's like like Fortnite characters watching Christmas TVs <laughs> like a Christmas show That's on funny. TV and they like start looking behind them because there's so much vibration and they look out the window and it's this giant like iceberg kind of coming at them and Santa is standing on the top and he's jacked <laughs> and he's ready to kick some butt oh my and uh it's 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 on another level it is it is just amazing and then it's like season seven you better watch out oh my goodness it ends completely over the top completely ridiculous there's there's snow and snowball fights and santa and christmas and everything i love about any sort of seasonal update uh thrown in here and i'm i'm super ecstatic for it and then the last thing which i'm also super excited for is i finally downloaded and have started steam world heist um huge fan of steam world dig one and two this is sort of in that world same character same designs but a totally different style game um only just started it but already the polish on this game is is phenomenal just like the others and having a blast with it very nice. Very nice. I'm excited to see what you think of that one because I've heard only good, good things. So very cool. You've been playing a lot, man. Look at you. We've both yeah. been playing a lot. Look at us. I know. I yeah. know. Very cool. All Making right. time. Look at that. Well, we spent another hour. You get, you know, half an hour, Michael, half an hour, me. <laughs> Boom. This podcast is an hour. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, now we see how it's done. Yeah. Now we now we know. Well, I hope that everyone has a great start to their uh, December. So much good stuff. I was really surprised that that so much good stuff was coming out. And, and yeah, also just hop on the eShop and click on that demo button. There's a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, I just downloaded a bunch just because Michael reminded me that there's the demo section. There's so many cool things so give it a give it a look sees um mm -hmm. all right anything else from you michael anything else you want to that is it for me all right everyone well thank you for tuning in you can of course find us on the interwebs at nintendodispatch.com we have of course my skyforce review and our little nightmares review that i decided to just publish mine because michael never filled it in <laughs> so that'll be coming out later <laughs> this week um and look for some more good things such as our review of the tom tuck um um, um, carrot case because I took mine on a trip, Michael, and it is awesome. It's a great case. Yeah, I'm I'm super. It was funny because I wanted to, we we were kind of running out of time, but uh, same thing. I had it on the road with me. The thing looks like brand new still. It it's a must buy. It's honestly. so good. It's, they're fantastic. Yeah, it's good stuff. I I took it the entire trip and I was blown away. Um, and so, yeah, so NintendoDispatch.com. That's where we're gonna be putting out all those goodies. Uh, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast and at James Montemagno at MS Revet. You can, of course, find that everywhere. 
We love a uh, review uh, if you have that available on Apple Podcasts or just share this podcast with a friend. We'd appreciate it. So until next time, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.